All right, welcome back to another episode of the Done Right Podcast. Uh, with us today is Bianca Rodriguez. Uh, she's from Puerto Rico, and we will, we're going to be discussing uh, Puerto Rico, its political impacts on the 2020 election, and uh, political impacts that it could have in the future. So welcome to the show, Bianca. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on. So you're from Puerto Rico. Like, you grew up in Puerto Rico, and um, you moved. when did you move to the States? I moved January um, 2018, so shortly after, like that, after the hurricane, pretty much. After the hurricane, and so, mm-hmm. uh, growing up in Puerto Rico, obviously, it's a vastly different political climate than it is here in the United States. Like, they have what the Democrat Party, and then like the New Progressive Party there. Um, how is it so um, like almost universally like Democrat there? Like, is that more of Latin politics, or is that just kind of how it is down there? Well, um, I would say, you know, we kind of align a lot with with Mexico and with a lot of Latin American countries in terms of all the people that live there are, for the most part, conservative. Mm -hmm. And they're very in tune with their religion, like Catholics, Christians. Uh, So I wouldn't really say that they lean very liberal. They just think they do because of what the party usually implies. Mm but it, it it's different in Puerto Rico just because the each party either represents um, going for statehood or staying this the same way that they are like our current status or independence, and so the the new progressive party they're the ones that are in favor of statehood. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Democratic Party, um, which is like the the red party, they're the ones that are kind of like we like having our relationship with the u.s but we want to keep things the way exactly that they are which is the main problem that's what we like Mm -hmm. to call the colony Mm -hmm. um and then there's the the independent party which is literally just the same name and they they're for independence of puerto rico completely which it's not a very popular ideal but Mm -hmm. yeah so would you say that the 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 statehood of puerto rico is kind of what dominates the politics down there I would say so. I think a lot, I mean, what a lot of Puerto Ricans are is they're just tired of our current state of affairs because Mm -hmm. we've been this way since pretty much 1898, since, you know, the whole Spanish-American War. And once we became a territory, we finally got U.S. citizenship in 1917, if I'm not mistaken. And so we've just been in the same boat ever since. And... We want change. <laughs> no, absolutely. And so you, you kind of touched on um, a lot of uh, people from Puerto Rico are like when you talk to them, they're conservative, obviously. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because of uh, what Democrats are telling them, they're telling them they're Democrats. Do you think a lot of that has to do with the media down there? Because like um, I know, for example, uh, back in Houston, the Hispanic media and like Texas media um, is overwhelmingly liberal and it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like the journalistic standards are very very bad um it's just like trump yeah. is bad trump is bad trump is bad all day long do you think a lot of the uh is it a lot of the media hispanic media at least in puerto rico mostly liberal as well like it is here in the united states oh yeah i would think it's even worse because to a certain extent we we even consider it almost like yellow journalism mm-hmm. just because they they it's it's so blatantly obvious at this point just how 
how biased they are. They don't even present a lot of situations in like a nonpartisan way. And Mm -hmm. um, they have like a lot of different shows that are more local to Puerto Rico where they talk about celebrities and, you know, just things that at at a day to day kind of like gossiping, gossip Mm -hmm. sorts of of news. And and that's what they're that's what they usually portray is just gossip every day. Mm -hmm. It's it's hearsay. People don't get really the facts. And if they want to get the facts, they usually go onto Facebook and they follow just independent um, commentators or um, they'll just go onto Google if they really wanted to. But mm-hmm. for the most part, they a lot of people, they're just either don't have the time or the ones that don't have the resources, they really just rely on the local news, which is pretty much like, like you guys in Texas. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, with a lot of the Hispanic media, there isn't there isn't any conservative media outlets that are Hispanic, really, for the most part. Are there? There was one guy, and he was he was pretty vocal on the radio, and then they pretty much ostracized him recently because he made one comment that was considered out of place and mm-hmm. almost low key, maybe discriminatory. But um, <laughs> so that one guy that we could kind of put our our hope into kind of just disappeared. So yeah, absolutely. And so with uh I guess national politics, it, it seems that Puerto Rico seems it leans more rather conservative, right? With um your representative from Puerto Rico is is Republican, Republican caucuses yeah. were the Republican Party. And then for your local issues like your governor and then like the mayor of San Juan are like not only Democrat but like extremely left-wing Democrat. Do you think um that's more tied to like local state issues that are more liberal and then on national issues they're more conservative or do you think it's just a matter of uh, the participation on national um, politics I guess in Puerto Rico? I think it's a mix. It's it's a little bit more complicated just because obviously their main concern is what goes on in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Um, the current governor, uh, Wanda Vasquez, she is, she considers herself Republican. But I mean, just looking at the way that she handles things and all of her policies, it's it's kind of like I would label label her more of a rhino, if anything, mm-hmm. because it's not really conservative in essence. I mean, she is very religious, and mm-hmm. I guess that's the one thing that people would automatically associate her with cons- with conservatism. But you know, knowing you and me, it's not mm-hmm. just about being religious, or it's about freedom of speech and having more individual liberty to do the things that we we want, and having less taxes. And she's her policies have been a little bit more on the opposite. She's approved higher taxes, and I mm-hmm. mean, the taxes in Puerto Rico are already so so you know it makes everything so much more expensive mm-hmm. and they're still even with the pandemic they're still all in in this really strict lockdown and that's mm-hmm. something that we're not really seeing here in Arizona and our governor's republican mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i mean he's kind of trying to balance in between and keeping it at a happy medium she's more like no we have to go back as soon as there's 10 more cases it's a stricter lockdown and with with curfew and everything so absolutely and then yeah. so kind of I've done, i did a little light reading on puerto rico obviously you know can't do 200 years in, in over a weekend but uh <laughs> there's been a lot of problems at least lately with like corruption in puerto rico mm-hmm. um for example uh earlier in june or january this year they found all the supplies that were supposed to be out for the 2017 hurricane maria if i remember correctly um and they fired like the head of the the national emergency um, department there in Puerto Rico, but really 
didn't see anything else out of it. It just kind of went into a new cycle in the next day. Um, especially when we saw um, the mayor of San, San Juan, she was very vocal, anti-Trump, saying like, we're not getting help from the president and we're not getting help from the presidential. Um, do Puerto Ricans kind of see that the corruption is mostly local or do they do they blame a lot of those issues on the national government? Oh, no. I, I think that they're very well aware at this point, especially with so many things that have recently come out. Um, at that time, after the hurricane, we had another governor. It was Governor Rosselló, mm -hmm. which uh, he resigned over a lot of scandals that stemmed from the hurricane, just like this telegram chat that mm -hmm. came to light. And he was making all these uh, awful comments and jokes about all of us. And, and it hurt because, you know, I... I remember hearing stories from um, friends of my mom saying that they they had other friends that would work at the hospitals and they had nowhere to put all the dead bodies. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were so many. And so when they were all these reports coming out of, of the numbers being lower, a lot of people were suspicious of that because we thought, I mean, no, like with with what we're seeing, it doesn't amass to to the gravity of the situation. But um so I feel like the hurricane in, in one way it was very it was it was catastrophic, but in another it opened up a lot of issues that had been um trying to be kept under the rug for many years and corruption was definitely one of those local corruption, um, which is also one of the things that the statehood party I ironically, right? It's because most of the corruption has really come from that party itself. But but anyways, they've kind of used that, at least the, the people that believe in the statehood ideal, as a reason why we should become a state, why we should not stop relying on the federal government and the FBI, because it's thanks to them that we've been able to expose them and hold them accountable. Because if it were just up to Puerto Rico itself, mm -hmm. I mean, we would probably easily become another Cuba or Venezuela or something like that. So for uh, kind of to help me out, compare and contrast like Obama administration to the Trump administration on how they handled Puerto Rico. Um, and do you feel like things got better under the Trump administration for Puerto Rico? Or do you think things got like a little bit worse? Obviously, you had a lot of those catastrophic events happen under Trump. But was the economy, at least in Puerto Rico, bouncing back or um, as it was in the States? Or was it? hard for them after all those catastrophes to kind of bounce back yeah it was hard i i mean under the obama administration they had placed another um fiscal board to kind of keep track because he was aware of the corruption so every time that they would send funds to puerto rico mm -hmm. they had to instill that fiscal board in order to ensure that those funds were being used properly but even with then with 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 instilling that fiscal board like a lot of things just to this day, I mean, Trump has approved a lot of funds, like billions of dollars, and I think only a small percentage of that has been used to, to this day mm -hmm. um, for, like, fixing the roads, and a lot of homes still don't have their roofs. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just, it's, it's really complicated, and it sucks to say that, because I know being here in the States, like, I can see that the Trump administration has been a lot more helpful, mm -hmm. and... Um, I've kept track. And of course, there's, a, there's just a lot of other um, situations going on locally that are that have made it more difficult for him to be able to help. And so they take it or at least the, the local media takes it as, oh, then you really don't care about the island. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not that it's just like, you know, President Trump says things as it is. And so he was the first to kind of. Mm -hmm. 
um, not be politically correct and, and call out the mayor and, and the governor for, for their corrupt ways. Mm-hmm. And it was received with, with mixed feelings, but for the most part, us that, that know and that have been witnessing everything for so many years, we, we know that what he's saying is not, is not bad. It's kind of true. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I just think everything's just been really unfair for him because, um, he's always been allied with Puerto Rico and, and even just recently the resident commissioner, Jennifer Gonzalez, which is Republican, mm-hmm. she's been working with the Trump administration to see if now that we're, um, bringing back a lot of companies from China that were able to bring a lot of pharmaceuticals back into Puerto Rico mm-hmm. since that's, that's another thing. So section 936, it was eradicated under, um, well, actually it was with Bill Clinton and then shortly. Yeah. So Bill Clinton mm-hmm. was the one to kind of take that away from us. And that was what, what was, um, giving like tax, credits to a lot of factories and mm-hmm. and pharmaceuticals in Puerto Rico. Uh, so he wanted to take that away because in simple terms, you know, the, the U.S. wasn't making any direct money off of that. It mm-hmm. was more beneficial for Puerto, Ri- for Puerto Rico rather than the U.S. itself. Mm-hmm. So that expired in 2006. And I can with much certainty tell you that from 2006 onward, that's when um, – Puerto Rico's finances and the economy were just spiraling completely down. Yeah, I mean, definitely you take away a huge industry like that and push it over somewhere else like China. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely not going to be good for Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, so a lot of Puerto Ricans are leaving uh, Puerto Rico and moving mainland um, to the United States, especially when the economy was doing really well um, in the United States. And actually the population of Puerto Rico was, was shrinking for a while. Do you think... Um, you know, the, the issues here uh, with Puerto Rico is, is making Puerto Rico almost like another California where like things have gotten so bad in Puerto Rico that people are moving to, from Puerto Rico to all these other different states. And the, I guess I would say kind of like the left leaning ways are going to move into other states and kind of affect the other way, other states, um, politics and stuff like that for their elections. Um, I mean, I guess it depends because mm-hmm. in Florida, a lot of them are moving to Florida and they're, I guess the Democrats, there are trying to take advantage of that and mm-hmm. telling them like, Oh, you know, we're, we're going to help you. We've helped you, especially after the hurricane. So you must vote for us, mm-hmm. even though really they, they're just hiding the details that it's also been in collaboration with the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, at least that's one thing that I'm trying to fight really hard here in Arizona, because I know we have a lot of Hispanics here and in, including myself, like I want to be able to let people know, you know, it's it's everything that's happening now and all the help and all the aid that Puerto Rico has been receiving is because of the Trump administration. And, you know, I try to ed- educate them on why it is that in reality, they're really more conservative than they are liberal, mm-hmm. because if we were to tell them of all the socialist policies and um I guess I th- I feel like as long as we tell them, you know, like they're just if if you don't stand for for this, they're going to strip you away of all of your liberties and even even the freedom of going to church. Like no mm-hmm. one's able to go to church yet in so many other states mm-hmm. and within Arizona. At least a lot of them have been able to open back up. But there's just no sensible policies being put into place. And 
um, I feel like social media could be a good instrument with helping, you know, with helping them know that. But I think, you know, I, I say it's mixed because I've also seen a lot of Puerto Ricans be for the Trump administration because mm -hmm. they've seen like under Obama and under Bush and just under just previous administrations, there hasn't been a lot of attention on what's been going on um, until Trump came into office. So so it was almost like his his boldness and lack of tact has has really kind of brought the the national light to what's happening in Puerto Rico to help actually solve these problems. Yep. Um, so, as conservatives, um, at least recently in recent years, they've had a lot of trouble trying to reach conservative uh, Hispanic conservatives um, or just Hispanics in general on their policies. And is there what do you think um, conservatives could do better? Um, and trying to reach out to Hispanics and make the, you know, like reach out to Hispanics and be like, hey, you know, a lot of your values reach, reach in with ours. Like what what's something they can do better doing that? <clears throat> well, I would say just talking about the family values in itself and the work ethic. Mm -hmm. I mean, Republicans and conservatives have always valued that over just depending on the welfare state. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if we were to talk to them a lot more about what kinds of policies are being put into place so that a lot of Hispanics don't have to rely on the on welfare and that they could be able to push themselves um, to get to the point where they want to be, because that's that's something that my my grandfather like that's something that i really admired him for and that's why i'm the way that i am is because since we were little and even with his own kids he's always been like no you, you know we could have help from the government but that's that's it like if you could avoid getting mm -hmm. any help from the government you can do a lot of things on your own like just working hard you're going to be successful mm -hmm. and and that's what i feel like we should try to inspire a lot of these hispanics back into that mentality is like you know like that movement, you know, the si se puede, mm -hmm. I feel like we could take that back in, in our um, corner and say, yeah, si se puede, but without the help of government, right? Mm -hmm. So I think just focusing on family values, um, strengthening that work ethic and reminding them that the other side is really trying to ruin that could probably get them to think, okay, you know, we have to, we have to take a stand. So. Uh, absolutely. And so... Another thing is like uh, a lot of the we've seen in the news, like a lot of the racial tensions and riots and stuff like that. How does how does this affect the Hispanic vote in like 2020? Like, do they see a lot of this, um, a lot of the Black Lives Matter and stuff like that as something that they're kind of sympathetic toward? Or do they see it as like also kind of destroying like as a lot of conservatives, they're destroying communities and, and doing things like that? I think both. I think that they feel that there is a lot of discrimination and racism still in this country. And to a certain degree, you know, I, I understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of them that also agree that it's been taken too far. And all this destruction is not really contributing to anything, which gives me some hope. <laughs> um, because at the same time, they've also realized, you know, there's also a lot of Hispanics that have um, been mass incarcerated with African Americans. And it's it's interesting to see that this movement has solely focused on African Americans and they don't talk about, you know, Latinos that have mm -hmm. also been disproportionately affected in some way and even Asian Americans, you know, so, so I feel that a, a lot of Hispanics, you know, to a certain degree, they, they feel, they feel, they understand the, the frustrations, but they also understand that 
dest- uh, like destroying businesses and businesses that are black owned, for instance, or mm-hmm. even just owned by any sort of minority is, is counterproductive. Absolutely. And so, Bianca, we're kind of running a little bit out of time, but if people want to follow you and, and, and <laughs> see more stuff from you, uh, I mean, you're becoming a staple on Univision, like every day almost now. I, I, I told them they got to they gotta hire me. I mean, I'm, I'm ready. Like, just let me know. So <laughs> yeah, So where, where can we follow you on, on social media and stuff like that if we want to hear more from Bianca? Okay, so Twitter, it's Rods Bianca. And then Instagram is Bianca underscore Nicole. Mm-hmm. And Facebook is just Bianca Nicole Rodriguez. You guys could follow me on all three. Absolutely. And so, one, I, I recommend that you, you follow Bianca on all those social media. Uh, every day I wake up to some some awesome stuff that Bianca has just taken on um, Hispanic Hispanic media and the regular media. So she is a, a true warrior. Uh, if you want some good, interesting social media content, uh, make sure that you like and subscribe. Uh, hit the notification bell. Um, YouTube likes to shadow ban us. So it, if you don't hit the notification bell, you'll never know when we get new episodes. Episodes every Monday, um, 9, a, 9 a.m. Eastern. Um, and make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, thanks for stopping in. Thank you.